Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday the 29th of April. Today, I'm joined for for the last time this week by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey there, Duncan. How are you today? Hi there, Peter. Yeah, I'm great, thank you. How are you? Um, Not bad. Uh, you're, You're in a car, aren't you, at the moment? I am, yeah. I've had one of those weeks. You know, those weeks you just can't wait to be over, for it to be over. I'm having one of those. So I'm sat outside my work's headquarters in a company car uh, doing the podcast, which is probably the classiest place I've ever done it from. Nice. Like it. <laughs> um, you know, Watson's Daily on the road. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, so brilliant. OK, so what um, story um, are you going to be talking about today from Watson's Daily? Yeah, so the story I picked up, um, for what's on Sadie say kind of <clears throat> adds, I would say, an interesting twist to a to a, kind of a an area of stories we, we've seen developing recently. So mm-hmm. there's been kind of a lot a lot of talk recently, obviously with everything going on with Russia and Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that a large percentage of Europe gets its oil and gas from from Russia. Yeah, um, we've seen this develop over the last few weeks because obviously Vladimir Putin turned around and went right. Well, you're going to have to pay for oil in rubles. We won't accept any other currency. And then obviously stories came about, well, how on earth the country's going to do this? No one wants to pay him in, in rubles, yeah. clearly. Um, and no one wants to seem to be cooperating, really. And Germany, mm. actually, as a country, have been one of the ones at the forefront of encouraging people to not cooperate. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a story broken this morning that uh, Germany and Austria, amongst others, have found kind of a, a loophole in this, <laughs> a loophole mm. they could use. Uh, and it's, it's totally operating in a grey area, which is why I find it so interesting. Uh, and they've opened up um, accounts with, it's Gazprom Bank, isn't it? I've got that right. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, they can pay in to their account in euros. And obviously, it's a Russian bank. It can pay out in rubles. Um, mm. So they're not directly paying uh, the way that they've told other people not to. Uh, but they are, have found a kind of a backhanded way of paying in rubles and, and keeping their, their oil and gas supply, which obviously yeah. they need. Obviously, they need they need it. They can't. Uh, and that is the big kind of thing, sticking point here, isn't it? Is mm. if, they, if they don't get Germany, particularly, if they don't get that supply from russia they are potentially telling their their residents that actually you're not going to have heating in your house Mm. um which is not an ideal situation to be in but Mm. i think it brings up a few interesting areas because obviously one thing that could happen is this way of doing it of doing of paying for things could get shut down Mm. and so that's not possible anymore or other countries could jump on the bandwagon and and it could take that route or i mean looking the most extreme example you could even have well with what they've just done should should sanctions not be brought against those countries as well? Mm. And for mm. me, that's interesting because, in all honesty, who is going to be brave enough to bring sanctions against Germany? Mm. And they are a global superpower. Mm. And having already like dumped sanctions on Russia, do you really want to be arguing with Germany as well? And it's, it's just, a, I think, a, obviously, like I said, operating in a very grey area. Yeah. A very almost like backhanded way of, of paying for something in a way that they've just told other people not to. Mm. But at the same time, it comes to the human aspect of well, they need they obviously need the supply. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's got a lot of interesting facets to this story. What's what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think it is an interesting story. Um, I think it is a classic case of them going um, for to to the letter of the law rather than the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, this is is clearly you know, I mean, this is they're just we're not gaming the system, but they are really 
running very well they are running right to the wire um on this one um you know germany has put itself in this situation effectively and i i don't know because i'm not a student of politics or anything like that um but i wonder whether you know this is essentially where um you know the the legacy of 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 merkel and gerhard schroeder before her and it's interesting um, to note that I think Gerhard Schroeder, he was on the board or, you know, on the board of various different Russian companies. And when everyone was was resigning left, right and centre, um, he wasn't, um, which was interesting. But um, but anyway, I do think that um, uh, this is another thing as well. Again, I, you know, people should check this, but um, but I'll say it anyway. Um, I think that. Uh, so well okay so one thing i know is that angela merkel in 2011 at that at one point was was still very pro um uh, nuclear power mm. um but then the uh, fukushima happened um and overnight she went to she said right we're not going to do that anymore we're going to do all renewables uh we're going to do all this other you know we are going to avoid nuclear um then her uh, her reputation check you know her her popularity changed she won the election you know so she came back into power you know she was stayed in power um and i just wonder there you see because you know if you really are very pro nuclear you can't just turn on a dime and and just say well okay we're not doing that which is what they did without cutting some corners Mm. and i just wonder whether was it that point or was it prior to that i don't know i mean to be honest you know what i might i might ask ralph um, when I do the weekly, because obviously he's, you know, he was, yeah, he was German. He, he's become a British citizen, actually, um, you know, uh, not not so long ago. But he might have a quite an interesting um, uh, view on this. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I do think that, uh, you know, this is a legacy. Um, and now Olaf Scholz has, has got to deal with it. Mm. It's very awkward. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I do think that. It can't this can't be a long term solution because everyone else is going as time goes on, everyone else is going to be starving themselves of of energy. It might not happen right now because of the you know, we're going to spring and, and summer, but at some point in, in the not too distant future, people are gonna go, We do need that, you know, we need supplies, we need supplies. And yeah. if Germany is doing it, everyone else is, is obviously going to say, well, Germany's doing it, so we're going to do it. Um, exactly. Particularly and, particularly across Europe, because Germany does tend to lead the way on a lot of things, don't yeah. they? Yeah, European. Well, it, is, it is essentially the engine of Europe, you know, and it is the manufacturer, it is the factory of Europe. So um, so I think that uh, they're not get, although they're getting away with it at the moment, um, or will be getting away with it, I don't think that is a long-term solution. No. And, you know, it may even be that America puts sanctions on them. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. This, again, pure speculation. But I just think politically they can't do this for very long. No. Um, because essentially what they're doing, and this is a nice way of putting it, um, <laughs> they, are, um, they are prolonging the war by, yeah. by paying Russia. That's, that's the effect. So, so, anyway, um, so anyway, so I think that it is interesting um this is going to make uh, life very difficult for german manufacturers um and uh, but i guess they are making preparations um in you know because they've already been asked to make preparations 
um and and you know you may well have um energy rationing in in some ways i i don't know how they're going to do it but we will it, we will probably find out sooner rather than later yeah like i said and they've talked that they've talked there've been rumor mills about energy rationing and that is horrible as it sounds is one of the few ways i think of weaning yourself off that supply isn't it as a company yeah. is to start rationing it so mm. you can easily see a situation where the German people don't like that and don't like mm. the idea of being rationed and therefore aren't quite so up in arms about this way of paying for the oil. Mm. But it's but difficult, isn't it? It's, it's difficult so because because I'm sure that many Germans will object to being in this position, but they are in this position and they've got to get, you know, they've got to move forward somehow. So, um, so and, obviously, like yeah. said, it, is, it is a position that, like you said, may well have been started years and years ago as mm. a bit of a, a, a corner cutting exercise or well, well, we don't we don't know how long. Well, yeah. funny that these the Russians' current plans have been in place for, and yeah. how much they've quite happily let people become dependent on their supply. Mm. So it, it's a really tough situation for, for particularly for I think for the people of the countries that are, are doing mm. this because you're mm. you're going to morally object, aren't you? In the vast mm. majority of cases, and, mm. and like I said tough for the politicians that are having to sort it out because it's a problem that they probably haven't caused themselves. Yeah, that's right. But then again, that's what they get paid for. That is what that's they get paid they for, dealing for, dealing with other in. people's mistakes. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then blaming blaming it on someone else, you know, always making sure that someone else gets the blame. Um, yeah, so, yes, so there we go. So, um, obviously, that's going to run and run. Um, I think that, that, that is gonna, the pressure is going to intensify. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that, that was my, my favourite story in Watson's Daily today, Peter. Uh, what was yours? So I thought uh, Amazon was interesting. Mm. Um, obviously, this week has been so um, there's been reporting seasons. So for those of you who don't know, um, generally um, uh, companies tend to report at roughly around the same time. So, if you know, tech companies, there's been a lot of that this this week. And I think last week we've had banks uh, and things as well. Um, but anyway, so this week, um, one of the tech companies that is reported is Amazon, um, and they reported they, their slowest growth uh, since 2001. Now, this is obviously not great news, um, not, you know, not great news for them. Apparently, it's due to something, uh, it, to, you know, uh, to a bit of a slowdown, but also um, their, their stake in Rivian. So Rivian is the uh, electric um, vehicle manufacturer that does pick up trucks um, uh, but the problem is for them they've they've had uh, production issues they blame supply chains as everyone is is doing um, and yes their their share price has, has been uh, has been weak and because Amazon owns a, a decent slug um, of them then um, you know it has suffered as well so anyway so I mean I Overall, though, um, you know, you look at other the, some of the other businesses that Amazon has. Uh, it's cloud computing di- division, AWS, which is Amazon Web Services. Um, they had strong sales. Ad revenues were pretty good. So, you know, I mean, I asked the question in the reels today uh, about, you know, can um, Amazon recover? And I think, yes, it can recover. I mean, it's got so many um, different businesses. Um, it's spread across so many different areas. Uh, and some of them are very, you know, the, the, the sort of bread and butter, if you like, uh, of, of theirs, the, you know, the retail, I think is 
if it's slowed down now, it's going to speed up, I think, because um, everyone is is looking for uh, ways to reduce their bills and cut expenditure and things. Um, and I think that Amazon is a place you go if you want to buy something that's cheap and that's available and it will get to you quickly. Um, so whereas maybe before people were maybe objecting to thinking, oh, I don't want to do it. It's becoming too all powerful. Um, I don't. I think now they'll that'll be all those morals will be thrown out the window and they'll they'll see okay I can get it cheaper on Amazon I'm going to buy it on Amazon so mm. I I really think that that I think that they I re, I think they're going to be absolutely fine um and I think that this is this is just a blip um for for the moment um, yeah, I, I would agree to be honest with you and like you said it, it's a blip it's a, it's a, a slowest growth in slowest growth not a, a downturn isn't it it's a yeah. it's still growing just not as quickly so it is a blip and yeah. I, have, I have like this kind of feeling that when it's a bigger company that blip looks more serious because obviously they're used to doing such phenomenally big numbers mm. it's a slightly smaller number it, by comparison it looks like a big blip but mm. the size of the company is huge and even mm. if even if the Rivian thing doesn't work out, and we, we were talking about Rivian the other day, weren't we, being a company to watch out because obviously Ford with their F-150 Lightning are looking mm. really positive, uh, and that is a direct competitor. But mm. from Amazon's point of view, even if the Rivian thing doesn't work out, they've got their fingers mm. in so many pies mm. that actually mm. if, if one of them doesn't work so well, the others are all performing really strongly. Mm. And it's one. I think one of the strengths of the business and the way it's structured is, is how many different things they seem to have managed to specialise in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, the one the one that sticks out is always you want something quick, you want it cheaper than you're going to get it elsewhere. You can't. Ideally, you want it delivered tomorrow. Mm. The only name you think of is Amazon. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. almost a verb in its own right, isn't it? I'm going to Amazon that rather than yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. That that sort of strength of company doesn't just disappear because they have slightly slow growth this quarter or whatever it's Mm. yeah it's interesting indeed yeah so i mean i i think that 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 they um they are going to be fine the main danger though Mm. for amazon is going to be uh regulation yeah i think um and i'm sure that what it will do is it will try to head off regulation by opening up to other you know to others maybe softening some of its practices um but ultimately um i think that it will you know it will be fine but like i say it it may have to make changes mm-hmm. either forced on them by the regulators or um they make the changes just before they think the regulators are going to make them make the changes like, like um, they did with the it was buy with prime wasn't it was that last week or this week it all seems to blend, blend into i know it does it all blend about it so it was within the last two weeks uh, yes exactly, the whole, yeah. allowing third-party sellers to sell direct to prime members through amazon yeah, yeah. was I definitely one of those moves week, wasn't it yeah. i think it was back in the last week it's yeah. definitely one of those moves though like you say mm. making a slight change a slight restructuring without really weakening themselves just mm. before the regulators make them do it yeah, and I because think if they, they continue to stay ahead of the regulators like that, then they're going to be yeah, fine. Exactly. So there we go. Um, so I think that that's that's a good that's a good note to end on. Um, <laughs> it's been a it's been a big week. Um, certainly, <laughs> certainly, if your name's been uh, Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to go through a whole podcast today. First one this week where we haven't mentioned him once. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we both deliberately avoided. There's some good another again in Watson's area today. Some fantastic stories that mention companies associated with that man. Yeah, uh, exactly. and we managed to dodge yeah. all of them. This, this yeah, afternoon, yeah. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, that's a job well done then. We've not mentioned the name. Um, he who must not be mentioned. Oh, um, anyway, yes. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so, so great. So um, thank you very much, Duncan, for your insight this week. Um, it's, been, it's been great. Um, and I hope everyone enjoys um, a long weekend um, for next week and, and back again um, on, on, you know, on Tuesday. Um, I will be doing a, a um, the, you know, the weekly podcast with Ralph. Um, we're probably going to record it on Saturday. Um, so, so if you, if you want to listen um, to stuff, you know, that's going to be available. Um, the other thing I was going to say was um, I did a, um, a, a roundup of the month um, uh, with Jake Shogger of the Commercial Law Academy. And we have decided to, uh, so make it available just this month. Um, and so you can see what we do. And if that is useful to you, then of course, um, you can very well, you know, free to join us um, on that. You just need to register and it's, it's all fine. So, um, so anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because um, we're going to try that, put that out on our socials. I know that Jake's already put it out on his, um, but look out for ours as well. But anyway, thank you very much indeed. Um, have, have a great long weekend. Um, back next week. Um, I'm back with Ralph tomorrow, but uh, but yeah, have a great have a great time. See ya. Thanks a lot, Peter. Bye.